All right. Welcome to the number one fitness podcast in Guatemala, season two, episode six of the Masters Chatter, brought to you by Black Label Supplements, the makers of Tiger's Blood pre-workout. Tiger's Blood propelled Mike Kern and I to identical 1246 times this week, giving us the top scores among the Masters Chatter crew, so clearly it works. Visit blacklabelsupplements.com, use promo code MASTERSCHATTER, all one word, for a discount. This week, we're back to having a guest. This week's guest is Adrian Bosman, otherwise known as Boz, head judge, CrossFit Games. Welcome to the show, Adrian. And Thank you guys for having me. We will kick it over to Justin. Hey, Adrian. It's great to have you. Um, I, I want to get right to it. A question that I think anybody that does the Open has. Yeah. And that is, where do you guys come up with the standards for... You know, let's use this week one as an example. Like, where does 10 inches from the wall come from? You know, um, like, where yeah. does it come from? How, how does that develop? We, we never really hear a lot of talk about how the, the standards are developed is, you know. So, um, yeah, do you have an answer to that? Yeah. I do. I'd be happy to talk about that. Like, that one in particular was trial and error. You know, we've never done that movement before, so... It was quite literally, you know, I would set it up, we would do it, we would test it a bunch, we tested a bunch at the ranch with that, uh, we tested a few different standards with it. And for the open, it's always kind of tricky because you're looking for a standard that's simple enough that people can do it on a mass level, but strict enough that people aren't going to be able to, you know, game it too, too hard. Um, so it's kind of hard to find that line sometimes, especially with the new movement. Um, but that's, that's generally the process is we'll, we'll mess around with it as much as possible ahead of time. We'll get, you know, the, there's the whole competition team. We'll get everybody's input on it to make sure that we, you know, number one, all understand it. And number two, that it's clear. And, you know, we think it's, it's fair as it can be. Uh, we'll argue back and forth a bunch about it and then we'll, we'll land on a decision. So that's kind of for, for new movements, for movements that exist. Um, you know, this is, this week is a great example where we got the dumbbell snatch and we actually, you know, we removed something that we did in the past, which was that switch rule overhead. Um, and that was because when we first used that movement in 2017, it had never been done on a mass scale like that. Like for sure people do it in the gym or whatever, but when you have a competition with a couple hundred thousand people, like you, you always want to think about, okay, what are the masses going to do? What are they going to do wrong? How are they going to be unsafe with this thing? And how can we kind of mitigate that? And so at the time we're like, okay, we need to make sure people aren't going to drop this on their head. And that was, uh, you know, something that we had a little bit more concern about after it's kind of been around like yeah people clearly know how to do this movement they know how to do it fast and you know relatively safely so we can probably remove that and by doing so it just makes it a little bit easier for everybody so you know it's gonna it, it evolves over time um but yeah the, the new standards are very much trial and error we take our best guess not it's not a guess but we take our best stab at it with uh, with the crew that we have um and then we see what happens do you, I'm sorry, Bob, do you get people that are taller that are like, oh, this is impossible for someone who's taller and the sure. shorter people, like, you know, we, we have those conversations, you oh, know, yeah. I would assume that, you know, the short person in the demo team, again, I don't know who, who's doing the demos and stuff, but, you know, talk about that little battle that you guys have. Cause I think that's interesting. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, every movement's got the body type that it's going to favor and. I think every workout is probably going to have that as well, if you really want to get right down to it. And so, you know, again, you kind of have to go through that battle of, all right, is it worth creating a standard where everybody's got to find their own measurement? And I mean, 
I think everybody's uh, that's been around has used that handstand push-up measurement where you measure your forearm and this and like who liked that? Nobody liked that. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, we learn from that, and there's definitely some times when yeah, it, it, it's going to make sense to really personalize something, but this was not one of those times. You know, um, for the same for the same reason, it's like you know, if we're going to do a wall ball, for example. Um, we're not going to have everybody measure from the top of their head to X amount above that height. It's just going to be a standardized height because number one, it's just easier to implement for the person doing it. And then on the back end, I mean, it's going to be so hard, especially with this many people doing the open to try to police something like that. Like you talk about the difference of a couple of inches, man, that's going to be really, really bogging down the process just on both ends, you know? It, you bring up, um, you know, policing the, the movements. Um, I'm curious, how much do, do, um, does you or your team get involved with the, um, you know, the video review week to week? Yeah, quite a bit. So, you know, my, um, <clears throat> we got a whole competition team. Uh, my friend and coworker, Dave Eubanks, he's, he's the head of the scoring and timing and he has a whole international video review crew and they kind of spearhead a lot of that video review effort and it's kind of like a tiered system you know if there's something that can't easily be resolved that needs amendment then they'll get kind of bumped up and bumped up and bumped up so you know by the time i'm involved in something it's already gone through a couple of sets of eyes there's already been some opinions on it and then we're just looking for what's the most fair kind of resolution on that but yeah, it's definitely, I think people get the wrong idea sometimes where it's like, yeah, it's just one person that kind of makes the decisions. It's like, no, it's always, it's always a group and it's always an argument. And we always try to, you know, figure out the most fair way forward. Um, and that's not just for the person that's directly impacted by that, but for the field also. Right. So, yeah. 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 I, I, you know, personal uh, experience with that. I, I noticed during AGOQ that my uh, thruster video was viewed like six times last year. So I can, I can tell you personal experience, just looking at the, the YouTube stats that more than one person looked at my video. That's a couple more than regular. Is that uh, went on your YouTube? Uh, well, it, was, it, was you private, so it was just you guys. You got a big it. following, a big following. Yeah, no, <laughs> it was just you guys looking at it and uh, making the right call on my thruster depth. So got and it. Adrian, with that said too, you know, like, I mean, no. I would assume you guys, your team takes into account that, you know, a lot of these people are, they're volunteer members and they're judging sure. a friend who they're yep. want to be successful. You know, I mean, like, you know, I know it's tough because it's a case by case situation, but like, you know, like, let, let's say you have an athlete and a couple, like a, a one or two reps look shady, but the rest of the workout looks fine. Do you give yeah. them the benefit of the doubt? Is that maybe, you know, it, like, is, is yeah. that kind of dynamic happening, you know? For sure. And, and you know, I'll, I'm very comfortable saying that when we're looking at videos, you know, there's kind of two different scenarios. There's somebody that does not have a judge that is submitting via video. Like that's going to get scrutinized as if somebody's there judging you, right? Because that's what you've done. You video submitted. You didn't have somebody there trying to, trying to make you do it right. Um, so that's kind of the game you're playing. Um, if it's a video that we've requested to verify your performance, then, yeah, we're going to you know, at least take into consideration that the judge was trying to do his job and, you know, that we will give in some circumstances that benefit of the doubt. So it's not, it's not like a slow motion, every rep video review in that circumstance. Cause again, I don't think that's, it's, it's just not reasonable, you know? Um, 
not in terms of time, not in terms of, uh, again, kind of growing the sport, because you do have to let people do their job on the, on the ground. And if you're always coming in over top of that and saying everything that they're doing is, you know, not strict enough, not good enough, whatever, well, that's no way to develop anything, you know? So. Yeah. And, and with that too, you have like, what's the, what it states in their rule book that the athlete, what's the wording, Bob, you probably know it, that they, they, they are doing. Uh, like the word capacity. Word capacity. Yeah. Like you're kind of like giving, look, maybe they didn't, Maybe it looks a couple of them look like this, but they obviously have the ability to, sure. you know, maybe go to go to that spot a little bit. Anyway, I mean, yeah, and you see that like as the competition progresses, we, you know, there's definitely more scrutiny involved. Um, that's not to say that we don't take the like the open's a great example, right? Of course, we take it really seriously. I mean, man, people, everybody's working around the clock from the time the open starts until the time we have the leaderboards like totally resolved it's nonstop, you know, like we're just, it's every day. Um, so yeah, we take it really seriously, but we also recognize that it's a qualifier, right? And so as you get further down the season, well, yeah, then those top spots get fewer and fewer. The scrutiny is going to get dialed up more and more. So what you experience at the games, it's going to be a lot more scrutinizing than what you might experience at the open, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I mean, listen, I, we have a joke here a little bit, you know? Um, so, this week there's a burpee box jump over. Okay. All right. Let's say hey, it's hold on. I didn't know that. <laughs> bar bar facing burpee. Okay. Yeah. All right. When you have a staggered foot and it's a two foot takeoff, it's impossible Pretty to tough. knock off with one foot. So these guys yeah. watch my chops and tell me that I have a no rep. All right. <laughs> but they're they're totally good reps. I obviously have the work capacity, you know, like you know, um, like, how does that get judged? Like, you know that it's is not it, a two foot. Everybody does it. Is it going to turn into a video review session for you, Justin? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know, man. I'm not. I really got you. So, I've never he been, I've never been me, He asked me if he <laughs> could have control so he could show you a video. And I'm not going to. No, we just why we'll watch it rep by rep. It'll be good. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, but you know what? That's 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 one of those rules where two feet are kind of jumping at the same time, and one foot is in front of the other. You know, and it's it's really it's 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 balls and strikes at that point. You know, exactly. as far as like if you kind of, I guess it just goes by your judge. You know. Well, how did well, you, oh, you you because you change the state? They change the standards for the burpees, right? Like, yeah, like you had it one way before, then you changed it and then you went back. So how does that come into to play? Yeah. Well, and again, it's like sometimes we'll take a look at something. And to Justin's point, it's like, man, that's a really tough call, especially when people are moving so fast in that that movement these days. So a lot of times, yeah, we'll look at that and say, is this more is this creating more problems than it's solving to have something so strict? Um, And then, you know, at other points, Dave will have a really strict opinion on what he wants out of the competition he'll he'll want people to be forced into a little bit more of a strict standard sometimes so it just depends on where we are but generally speaking it's trying to make it easy so that people can do the right thing but still move at the speed that they're capable of right that's the that's the ultimate goal in in my opinion so i think if we've learned nothing else today right we have a lot more show to go but what we've learned is the handstand push-up standard won't involve the measurement of your forearm and you're you never know. Dave might make a push for it coming back. <laughs> and you're allowed like that, and, and you're allowed to do Justin style uh bar facing burpees going forward. So I've <laughs> uh, 
I call it a competitive style, Bob. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, Adrian, Justin, Adrian, sorry, Justin's Justin. also the guy that uh, argued with his judge at the games, were you not, for a while? I, well, didn't no. you argue? He was didn't you argue? Like, I you did. said and argued? How, What's how'd that work out? It was unprofessional. It was unprofessional, and I don't <laughs> condone that type of thing, but when you're <laughs> When you're in the heat of the battle, all right, sometimes your emotion gets the best of you. So, um, yeah, and I, I actually streaks, I actually went over the standard with um, uh, who's the master head judge? Um, Curtis? Eric. Not Curtis. Eric. 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 Um, and he, he told me, he's like, I could have challenged it, you know, and had a discussion with the judge about it. But whatever, you know, we, we could sit here and talk about standards, you know, the whole time. But, um, you know. Adrian, I have a question for you. Do you do yeah. you know do you know what the workout is during the announcements? Like, yeah. you know, you, you you know what it is prior, obviously, right? Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, I'm I'm one of the few people that knows pretty early on because uh, I'm involved in the testing process. You know, when we're doing new movements, I'm involved in helping build those standards out. So yeah, yeah, I know I know them pretty early on. So are you ever kind of like, oh my God, these guys are going to suffer so bad. You oh, know? absolutely. It's uh, I'll tell you a funny story last week. So I just moved and uh, moved to uh, Nashville and I started up at the affiliate here, which has been awesome. Um, you know, shout out to the guys at CrossFit East Nashville. It's been a lot of fun, but I rolled up the other week and sure enough, they were doing 17.2, just as like, you know, open prep. And I had to play it cool, like, oh, yeah, awesome. This is really – I can't wait to do this one. <laughs> and knowing that it was coming down the pipe in a couple of weeks, you know, I was like, oh, this is terrible. I don't want to do this. But, yeah, so. I, honestly, I think there was one year, like 2016, I think, or 17, <clears throat> where uh, Dave didn't tell me. He wanted to do, like, the Roboz thing uh, a little bit more live. And the only way – because Rory often didn't know because he was part of the broadcast and we didn't let the broadcast know early. And so he's like, hey, if this is going to be fair, you both can't know until you have to do it, or at least until we announce it. And so that, there was one year where I got to experience it like everybody else, and it was pretty fun. But yeah, every, every other year I've known. Are you, are you glad to see the live announcements back? Oh, they're so fun. Yeah, totally. And you're doing the, the Roboz things still, right? That yeah, we're kind of doing it like uh, unofficial. Uh, we do it right after the uh, broadcast. Like we couldn't get it together enough to make it part of the uh, the official this year. Um, but we're like, hey, you know what? We're all going to be there. Let's do it anyway. And so Rory's throwing them up on his YouTube channel uh, once he gets the footage back. So yeah, we uh, we did them. Two zip or what's the score right now? No, it's it's one one going into the final. That is not what I wanted. I did not want to tie going <laughs> going into the last week, but. Yeah, he smoked me this week. He did. Oh, all right. So, what's the final yeah. workout then next week? Well, I can't tell you that. I mean, uh, you want me to ruin Christmas for you? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Adrian, go. Uh, you know, to build off of that, Bob said the the announcements are back, and obviously they're they're awesome. And I mean, you know, we we kind of glorify you know some of the early days from you know thirteen sure. to six, kind of when we had those announcements happening, but um. You know, with the new management now, you you guys have did a, a master talking about the online qualifier and how that stuff is all going down. And there's there seems to be a lot more, you know, communication with all the communities, whether it's the teenagers, the individuals and the teams and stuff. You know, um, it, again, this isn't about the bad mouth, you know, uh, Greg at all, you know. All right. But, you know. Do you feel like you're kind of getting back to like the old days in a way, you know, or you kind of had like the it was it was fun there. Cause it, for those two years, 
everything was so crazy and we didn't really know anything and where everybody was in limbo. You know, what's the yeah, vibe? Yeah. Oh, it's been great, man. I mean, I think you nailed it. It's uh, it was, you know, last couple of years been weird, weird to navigate internally, weird with what's going on in the world. Uh, it's just been weird all over the place. And so to get back to kind of this, oh yeah, all right, we're having fun with these things again. We're actively looking to build it. We're actively trying to like, you know, put the best foot forward with, with the community again. Um, I think it's all great, you know, and, and the vibe in, in the office and with the team is, is great. You know, everybody's just stoked. Everybody's like also equally, I would say freaked out at the amount of work because <laughs> it's a pretty, it's an ambitious season, right? Like we've gone from two years of kind of decline. I mean, I think that's, everybody can agree on that to, uh, all of a sudden it's like full steam go and comma. We want to do more than we've ever done. Um, so everybody's like, Hey, this is awesome to be back in the, in the saddle, so to speak, but Holy crap, there's a lot of work to do too. So it's uh, it's exciting, man. It's, it's great. It's, um, I, I'd much rather that than the alternative. You know, I always say it's better to be busy than bored. So <laughs> I'm all about it. Yeah. Hey, hey Jaws, uh, Jen just joined. She's cool. Sorry guys. Hold on. It was good. Good to see you, Jen. Yeah, but, uh, I, I, good to see you too. Dude, I had a dig there that I was going to throw in, but I missed the timing. You said, uh, as you know, some of you old schoolers can remember. You mentioned 2013. I was like, dude, I thought you guys were old guys. 2013. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> That's like second wave. You're still, <laughs> you're still late at that point. I'm saying, as far as the announcements, you know, I remember your videos. <laughs> You know the bro videos, and um, you know that that stuff was that that stuff was hilarious. I always it was always interesting to see what yeah. you guys were kind of coming up with on those spoof videos that you made. Yeah, man. Hey, um, I, I don't think we ever really kind of got your backstory. Hey, how'd you you know how'd you get into judging? How'd you end up at CrossFit? Like, give us kind of the oh man, the you know we, it was uh, it was really kind of. Uh, right time at the right place. I moved to San Francisco in 2003. Uh, you know, wasn't really stoked on what I was doing. I was super young at the time and, uh, I was always into fitness. I started dabbling in CrossFit at the end of 2004. And I was like, well, these guys are right down the road from me. You know, they're an hour away at the uh, original spot in Santa Cruz. And at that point, I think they're like three affiliates or whatever. So I thought oh, I'll just drive down there. So I did train with them a couple of times and did it a bunch on my own. I was, I was personal training at the time at a Valley total fitness, uh, got my level one and then Kelly Starrett opened up San Francisco CrossFit. And, uh, you know, long story short, I fell in with him coached there for, uh, almost six years, five, five, six years. Um, and then, uh, got hooked up with the seminar team in 2007, started helping out with uh, CrossFit seminars. And in 2008, you know, the games was still pretty raw at Dave's ranch. And so I went and helped out with that. And he put me in charge of one of the events. And by the end of the weekend, he was calling me his head judge. And I was like, okay. And we just ran with it. So, <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was, it really was a process, you know, in those days of just kind of feeling things out and nobody knew where this thing was going to go and in what time frame. you know, I think everybody knew it had the potential to, to really be something, but I don't think anybody had a sense of like how fast it was going to catch on. And so, you know, I really just, showed up and, and tried to do whatever I could and uh, more and more responsibility just kept get, being given to me. And seems like I didn't drop the ball too hard and uh, just kept kind of going down that road. So, yeah. 
So is that your that's your full time job, like being yep. part of the competition team and being the head job, head judge? Like that's that's it. That's what you do. Yeah. Just recently, I switched over the games team full time. I used to be, um, you know, in the early days, especially, I wore a lot of different hats. Um, you know, it's kind of like, I guess you could equate it to startup culture, uh, mm-hmm. where you know you have fifty people doing the job of a hundred kind of thing, and everybody just gets in where they can fit in. Um, but you know, technically, my job fell under the training department up until this February. Um, and so right before Thanksgiving, Dave called me up and said, Hey, look, you know, with new management and what we want to do and expand, uh, we're going to need people to kind of be a little bit more focused on their specific roles. What do you think about coming to the games team full time? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So finished up a couple of projects I had with the training department and, uh, yeah, as of February, I've been games full steam. So pretty, pretty excited about that. Did you ever, did you ever want to compete? Uh, not really. I mean, like I, for me, the most fun part about competing is just doing it and shit talking (laughs) and enjoying it. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't have any reservations. Like I'm not disciplined enough or like hardworking enough or gifted enough to like make an honest run at, you know, competing in that sense. But man, you know, I love staying fit and I love doing the thing. So getting together and throwing down with friends. Yeah, that sounds great. I'll do that. I'll do that. Hopefully until they put me in the ground, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I think you have a, an awesome job in a sense where you have a really interesting perspective, you know, you're not judging an individual athlete, you know, right. you're actually watching everybody kind of judge all of the athletes and yep. stuff. It's not, you know, I was thinking about, it, there's not a lot of sports that have a judge that watches the judges, you know? Um, do you ever kind of like, feel the excitement down there or is it all business? Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, it's like, uh, I say this all the time. People are like, Oh, do you get nervous? And I'm like, well, yeah, a little bit, but it's not as nerve wracking as I think you might think from the outside looking in because I grew up with the sport, you know, like I've been doing it so long and it it started so kind of bare bones and now it's grown into this big thing and seeing that whole thing progress, it kind of inoculates you against some of that nerves, but, um, yeah, man, it's uh, it's it's absolutely exciting, and, and I'll tell you what, I I come away from the games every year totally inspired, not only just to make the games next year better, and you know try to try to make the competition as awesome as it can be, but on on a personal level, I'm like I'm fired up to go train, you know, seeing people like like you guys. I mean, it is awesome to see, and uh, I don't know, I think about this all the time. Where I'm like, yeah, man, the 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 open division, I get it, like those guys are the the big dogs, whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, man, you're 24, 25, you should be fit. You know, <laughs> you don't have any excuses, but, uh, when you're you know, 45, 55, 65 and pushing that beyond and you're still getting after it. I mean, like, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's what, I mean, I look up to you guys. That's what I want to be, you know, how Thank old are you? you? I'm 37. So I'm, I'm knocking on the door of that, uh, second category there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I, I thought I saw your name on the 35 to 39 leaderboard. Yep. So. yep. Yeah, I, I think in one year, uh, it was 2018, You uh, somebody asked you a question at the games, and they were asking about the workouts. And you said, yeah, I think the one of the worst workouts was the one the Masters were doing. It was oh, yeah. one, RM, one RM shoulder to overhead, and then two rounds of row, um, or I don't know if it was two rounds. It might have been just one round. 
No. It was two rounds. Two. Two. Yeah. 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 I, I did it in my garage. It was terrible. That was, that was horrible. Front squat yeah. and ski, I think. Yep. Yeah. Worst workout I've ever done. Yeah, it was it was awful. It was a blood Weren't there like box jumps in that one too, or no? No. Uh, no. In the, and the d- double dumbbell front squats. Yep. Yeah. It was a one K one K row, uh, seven fifty ski, and then fifty squats twice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to, I the went squats to like were the only good part of that workout. Month ago, I'm like, let me do that it's again. Do one round. I'm like, fuck this. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> That's how I felt at the games, Kern. One round, I was like, fuck that. I'm done. <laughs> you still beat me by like three minutes. <laughs> yeah, Adrian, when when uh, Dave comes to you with a workout, do you ever like shut him down and be like, Dave, how are we going to judge this? You know, you're absolutely you're- all the time. Right. Yeah, man. You know, Dave, Dave and I have a. I mean we've known each other since 2006. Like we got a pretty good relationship and, uh, you know, Dave, for all of his Daveness, he's pretty reasonable, uh, with people that he trusts. And so, yeah, man, Dave and I'll go back and forth on stuff all the time and I will push back on him hard. And I'd like to think that, I mean, he doesn't always agree with me and he doesn't always like, you know, amend based on my opinion, which is good. He shouldn't, you know, but, uh, I'd like to think that, um, we we have a good enough relationship that that's important to him uh, that he's got people that he can soundboard off of and that are going to say honestly like hey I think that's a bad idea you know um, but yeah sometimes he's got a strong opinion and you're like all right that's the way we're doing it and he's he's not interested in in changing and that's just the way it's going to be sometimes so and then other times you like really put your foot down and you're like no <laughs> we have to change this trust me and he'll he'll listen so yeah. Can you give us an example of um, either like, you know, a specific workout that was really hard to judge or like oh, yeah. know, movements are harder to judge? Like, do you have anything in your mind where you're like, oh, shit, that workout from 2016 was a nightmare? Yes. Yeah, exactly. You nailed it. I mean, everybody knows that one from uh, the handstand pushups on the rings. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that might have been 2016. It was 15 or 16. It was the last, last year at, uh, in California. Okay. So 16. Yeah. And that was, that was actually one of the moments where I was like, I don't know about this one, Dave. I think it might be a bad idea. It's like, we're doing it. Like, okay. (laughs) All right. So just get ready. (laughs) Just accept that it's going to be hard on both the athletes and the judges. And the judges. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to say, okay, buckle up, let's go. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a tough one. We turned it into like a pseudo push up, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah. People were, all over on that one. <laughs> yeah. If you had to do that one again, what would you do different, Boz? Or, or you know what I mean, as far as judging, what would you change? Yeah, I would. I would take a long, hard look at what we're trying to accomplish with that movement, and I'd probably try to make it more strict and lower the reps to allow for that. You know, so it's like okay, okay. This is really more of a legitimate ring handstand push-up. You're not climbing the straps with your legs. You're not, you know, like like you guys are saying, you're not doing like a big push-up. Right. And then kind of climbing up into the, the lockout position. Um, and then looking at how you can make the programming fit that. Yeah. That's how we okay. approach that. Yeah. <laughs> Are you excited about the new format? You know, that they're doing yeah. this three round. Do you think do you think it's more just for COVID, or can you see this three round into a second online round? And then obviously how it's going. You think that's more reasonable? Yeah, I like it. I mean, so far, the feedback we've gotten from a lot of people is that they like the fact that the open doesn't have to be so do or die for them. You know, I mean, you guys have experienced that for a long time, right? Like, you, 
you don't have to win it. You just have to be good enough to get to that next qualifier. Um, and that's the first time for a lot of those guys that they've had that, um, you know, the qualifying spots out of the open was usually pretty small uh, for, for those divisions. Um, so, yeah, I could see that, you know, like to me, it's all about trying to balance two things. You've got the top dogs and, you know, they're going to they're going to do what they do. And we're always going to have opportunities for them. But there's a huge number of people, myself included, that would love more opportunities to get on the leaderboard and shit talk with friends, you know, get in the mix. I know I'm not going to make it to the games, but if given the chance, like if I make quarters, hell yeah, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try to suck Rory into it. And we're going to try to like go at it hard. I'm not going to qualify past that point, but it would be fun to have another outlet. And I think there's lots of people in that position. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see how it all pans out at the end of the year and we'll, we'll take stock of it. But I would be surprised if we didn't offer another qualifying step like we have for the quarterfinals this year, uh, next year. Well, are you involved in like when they had the sanctionals? Do you help them out at all? Or you just, you know, the, the, the sanctionals, I was pretty hands off. I didn't have a lot of contact with those guys. The, uh, the semifinals that we're doing this year, we're, we're working a little bit more closely with those guys. Um, so, you know, like we'll review their programming and help them with that. And we've given them like some, some suggestions and guidelines on how to structure things. And it's just trying to find like the sanctionals were so hands off, right? Like, and I think as a, as a fan of the sport, that can be tough because you could have 10 different competitions with 10 different competition styles and 10 different point systems. And like, it's hard to follow, you know? So I think if we can give enough guidance where as a fan, I can jump in and say, okay, I know what the point system is. I know how people are qualifying out of this. I have a pretty good sense of how the, the day is going to flow. But then within that, there's enough, you know, uniqueness that each event can bring to the table. They can do the workouts that they want to do. They can kind of inject their own flavor. I think that's the ultimate goal, right? Is to try to balance those two things. Enough structure that everybody's like, yep, no matter what semifinal you're coming out of, it was legit. But enough uniqueness that people are like, yeah, these events have their own thing going. That's what we're trying to do. And at the end of the day, usually the top athletes get there anyway, you know? Um, Bob, you want to say something? Uh, No, it wasn't important. Right. Um, (laughs) uh, Do you like that they went back to, uh, you said before, you know, you like watching the Masters and stuff. um, And if you're 20 years old, you should be in shape. But um, you like that they went back to 20? compared to the 10 you have any thoughts on that um i uh, yeah i mean i like the fact that we get more people playing i i like that i mean it's it's logistically more demanding for that team at the games you know obviously you guys you guys know that like it's hard to rally that many people it's a ton of athletes and schedules got to be dialed in and all that but yeah man i think it's great when we can showcase more people yeah absolutely I don't, well, I'd be because, curious to see what you guys think about that. I mean, you guys are the ones on the floor. Do you like having like a wider field like that? Or do you like the, the smaller? I Definitely the wider, wider field. Yeah. 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 I mean, we like the 20. It, yeah. You know, if you're somebody who's like really good at, you know, gymnastics and two of the workouts are gymnastics and then there's a heavy lift, you're only going to take 10th when you could take 20th and that could kill right. your chances for a podium spot or whatever you know i mean i just think that there's it it allows i think the best athlete overall maybe to have the you know to win i, I don't know though i mean some people just dominate it but i think i think more is better yeah 
Yeah. And I, I come at it from like a little bit of a different perspective than I think these other guys, these guys, these other guys are a little bit more of like a lock to qualify. Whereas I, I'm on the, the back half of that. Right. And so opening up to, from going, it was really hard to qualify the last few years in 10th. Right. And yep. now I'm going into my, I'm 48. Right. So I'm on the back half of the 45 and 49. And it's just harder for me to, to, you know, hang with these guys in the top 10 anyway. So having those extra 10 spots takes a lot of pressure off too. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's great. You're on the back so, nine of life, Bob, huh? 48? Jeez. I know, I know man. I'm 48 in what, two weeks or something? Yeah. Two oh, happy birthday. During 48. I'm like virtually dead. <laughs> it hurts feeling closer to 50 than 40, doesn't it, Bob? Yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah, I mean, the day that I'm closer to 100 than zero is, I don't, I don't know, that might be time to hang everything up. But, oh, so. come on, man. Didn't, wasn't it when Arnold turned 50? He's like, I'm happy to be done with the first third of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you say that? Ar- Ar- Arnold was staying alive through chemicals. Yeah, you know, yeah, we're enough. not allowed to do that. <laughs> hey, boss, um, did you have any input on moving to Madison or like the contract of staying at Madison or any of that sort of stuff? I mean, not in any official way. I certainly voiced my opinion. You know, there was talk about going all sorts of different venues. One of them was uh, Jacksonville, Florida. And I was like, That's where I live. Not- oh, yeah. Okay. I got nothing <laughs> against going, Florida. But I don't want to do I don't want to do a competition at the end of July in an outdoor venue in Jacksonville. No way. That's no, terrible. trust me. We were th- we were thinking the same thing. Like, God, why would anyone? They're never going to choose Jacksonville. Why are they even entertaining yeah. it? Because July in Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm from the Northeast originally, and I don't think I've still gotten used to summers in Florida. Yeah. So not, not any official capacity. Like I, that, that sort of like the sport business end of it, I'm totally hands off, which I should be. I don't have any sort of skill set that would be uh, uh, helpful in that regard. Um, but I certainly, from a competition standpoint, weigh in and I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's going to be the best for what we're going for here. Um, so I don't know how much uh, influence like- that actually had, but, <laughs> but I love Madison. Yeah. It's great. Uh, that's what I was going to say. How do you like Madison compared to Carson? Oh, I love it. I, I hope like if we never went back to L.A., I would be totally fine with that. Um, you know, the Home Depot Center days or StubHub or whatever the place ended up being called or is called now. It was awesome. You know, like it was what needed to happen at that time. And we had some great years there. But if you look at like if you remove yourself from the grounds of that competition, like there's no hotels close by. The town does not give a shit about you. You know, you're just a drop in the bucket. You're one event of 20 going on that weekend. Um, you know, they, they just, there's kind of this, just attitude of, of nonchalance and it's so cool to go to a city like Madison, where it's like the whole town is excited to have you. I mean, you know, it's awesome. You walk into any coffee shop downtown and they're like, Oh, are you part of the games crew? We're so glad that you're here. You know, like check out the specials we've got for you guys. Like it's, it's great to be embraced like that. So yeah. It's, well, it's crazy. Like I'm, so I'm in the hospital in Madison right now and every nurse that I've had in here, um, they kind of know that I crossed it and every one of them has, has asked me about the games and if it's coming back and these are just everyday people. So yeah, yeah. it's, it's crazy how, how many people get into it, um, that aren't even a part of an affiliate or anything, you know, they're just yeah. part of the city or whatever, but yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah. I love it. I, I, you know, I just, 
it's so easy to get around. Like there's so many options that it opens up with just, you know, other things that are close to the city. Um, again, it's just, it's easier to navigate from an organizational standpoint. Like, yeah, so many positives. I, I don't, I don't see why we would go back to a place like LA. Um, but again, not my call to make, you know? Um, yeah, I, I've had nothing but a positive experience every time I've been to Madison. I, I love it. That's cool. Is it going to stay here for a while or is it going to move at some point? I, I can't remember. I think we have a couple more years left on the contract, um, but I'm not sure. I think, I think through 2022, but don't quote me on that okay. at least. And then I think they're up for, you know, renegotiation, but I don't know. What prompted the personal move to Nashville? Uh, you know, my wife and I, neither of us is from California, but we both, uh, we both moved there on a whim when we were younger and met each other and got married. And that was great. You know, California was really good to us. Uh, I only expected to stay a year. Like I moved down from Canada and uh, th- I think at the time that was the longest I could stay on my residency or whatever visa I had at the time. And uh, so I was planning like, oh yeah, I got to do my year in San Francisco and just kind of blow off for, for a while and go back to real life, you know, um, ended up meeting my wife and they're still there 18 years later, you know, so we, uh, yeah, we just, uh, wanted to do something different and, uh, being out here is a little bit closer to my dad and, uh, you know, that side of the family. So that's cool. Um, uh, my wife grew up in Oklahoma, Texas area. So she feels like she's kind of moving back home a little bit. Um, yeah. So it just change of pace really more than anything. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Obviously nice not to be paying state income tax now too. So I mean, that's a huge plus and, uh, you know, California cost of living is, uh, it's something so <laughs> so not not having to deal with that well wait what's that that i'm well aware i, I live yeah. in san diego so yeah okay yeah yep adrian the the um the equipment list for open and qualified do you see that as being something that's going to be you know moved forward i mean i know yeah people affiliates and people you know, maybe they have a home gym and there's a piece of equipment that maybe they don't have that they want to be able to participate. Do you see that something moving forward that athletes are going to be getting? Oh yeah, for sure. Like this season, absolutely. Um, you know, moving forward and beyond to like 2022 and, and into the future, I'm going to advocate for it for sure. We've gotten a lot of feedback. Um, you know, we have an internal athlete council that we started uh, consulting with last year and then we swapped out some of the seats and we have them back again this year. And then we also uh, do some work with the, the PFAA guys uh, like Brent Fikowski and Pat Vilner's group. Right. So we meet with those guys regularly and, and we bounce some ideas off of them. And, and from both of those groups, they're like, hey, look, like from a competitor standpoint, it is so much of a weight off of my mind when I know I can do the workout and I don't have to scrounge for gear at the last second. And like, I know the setup's going to be set. And we're like, that's an easy thing to do. You know, that's like low hanging fruit. It doesn't give enough away that you know what you're going to be tested on. It's not like, you know, totally uh, uh, like a reveal or whatever. So yeah, I, I would be surprised if we went back to not doing that. Um, I, I think it's totally worth the uh, the squeeze, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean, I, I, I don't want to speak for all the rest of us, but as a master's competitor, it's great knowing the equipment list. Yeah. You know, going not only into the open, but AGOQ, right? Like for, yeah. for us, our season's all kind of geared around AGOQ and, yep. and then, you know, to try and make the games. So um, having that kind of dialed in, you know, not having not having to worry about scrounging for something last minute or some odd piece of equipment. But yeah. this year, though, you guys announced GHD and 
you know, 15 foot ropes. So, I mean, clearly those two movements. You know, well, you never know. You know, Dave's Dave's a fan of the red herring from time to time. So, well, I, 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 hope he, I hope he didn't send everybody out to buy a six hundred dollar. Uh, yeah, TV. fair enough. Yeah, I only did not use it. Guilty. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I I can't reveal too much, but it's a safe bet that uh, yeah, the equipment yeah. that we put out there, you'll you'll be using it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, to piggyback on that too, and again, I can't you know get into too many details, but that this idea of giving out an equipment list early we're actually going to expand on that you know once the open is kind of in the rearview mirror we're going to put forward a little bit more detail for you guys the quarterfinals and the the uh agoq um in a way that we haven't before and again it's just kind of that taking that same theme of like okay look like this does nothing but help everybody that wants to compete in earnest so let's let's take that and run with it um so you guys just keep your eyes on your inbox uh after the open is wrapped up yeah, I had a question about that. Like, I mean, you know, a lot of athletes that are masters here, they're going to qualify as an individual for the next round. Is that something awesome. that they need to, are they going to decline that? Because I mean, I don't know if many guys are going to actually do it for the sole reason that they're yep. focused going to be on the qualifier, which is roughly six weeks away from the final week of open. Um, well, part of the reason we mapped out the season the way we did this year where there's no overlap, right? Like you got the individual quarter and a couple weeks later, you got the team. And then a couple weeks later, you got the AGOQ is so that we, we want people to have the choice. Like if you're a hotshot and you qualified in multiple divisions, like you you got a team, you qualified in the master's division and you qualified as, as an individual. I mean, if you wanted to, you could compete in all three and just play your cards as they lie. You know, you could qualify to the best performance that you had in those competitions um, it's, that's totally up to you. Uh, and that was intentional. You know, we want people to take the shot that they feel that they want to take. So, yeah. Yeah. So is that, are you uh, asking for a friend on that one? You, uh, you think you're going to qualify? <laughs> I'm definitely we're all going to qualify. No, no. I mean, out of the, uh, for the, uh, uh, the quarters, you're going to qualify for the quarters too. Yeah, I think we will. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. yeah. Yeah, I think so. I honestly, I don't know. I was curious about like, like you know, like obviously you know the workouts. We got one more week. I, you know, we got thrusters and chest bar coming. Um, uh, too early. Uh, I assume too early. Like, or you know the quarterfinals already. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. But along that along that lines, like originally, like a lot of times we get programming, and it's like, oh, the masters is like an afterthought. And I was like, oh, maybe they'll just copy, like whatever the like it'll be like whatever the individuals quarters are the masters are and that's like same kind of realm but to your point like you may have a master who hits the quarterfinals and like do you really want them doing the same you know type workouts maybe the same athletes i was like oh then i'm like oh maybe there will be a variety um even though we do have the all same equipment list it seems well yeah and again like i can't you know can't reveal too much obviously no, yeah. but what I will say is that we're really trying to take a look at the season as a whole. You know, it's like it starts at the open and there's this big funnel to the games and every piece has got to fit. It's not like these one-offs that just don't, you know, have any relation to anything else. So, yeah, we're definitely trying to look at a season as a whole, not just, you know, one piece. Is the open now, uh, originally when it was three weeks, obviously I was like, oh, it's COVID related and, you know, whatever, condense it. But I was convinced there was going to be it's three weeks. It's not necessarily three scores. And I was like, totally like, we're going to get one week with this double. Now I'm kind of seeing like, you know what? I think it's more like it's going back to like the open is now going to be keep it simple, all inclusive. 
And that quarterfinals is like, that's another like step in the process where like, that's where they could get high skill, get it heavy before it was like, you didn't want to send the wrong people to regionals or saying, you know, whatever to the games. But now you got that second layer. Um, I guess, you know, is that how we're seeing the open more was like more inclusive, not saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like, like I was saying earlier, I think that like having that extra step, um, it really does like open the door for a lot of cool things. Like number one, to be able to offer opportunities for people that are like, man, you know, the open's great, but it's a little too aggressive for me. It's like, well, actually, no, it doesn't have to be. Um, and it still doesn't have to impact those heavy hitters thinking that they didn't get enough of a broad test because you know what, that's what stage two is for, not stage two, the quarterfinals is for, right? Quarterfinals is going to get really real, really quick. All right, Bob. So you gotta wait. You gotta wait till the quarters to get the heavy bar. I know. I'm not getting my bar back. <laughs> Bob hates it. He's like, all these body weight guys are ahead of me on the leaderboard. Blah blah blah. Adrian, do you know who programmed the Masters uh, qualifier? The AGOQ? Is it one person, or was there? Is it all Dave again, or what? It's uh, it's a group. I got a pretty big hand in it this year. Oh, gee. Uh, coming for you then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, you guys have me on again at the end of May and we'll talk. We'll see how I yeah. see <laughs> <laughs> hey, Look, if, if you program nothing but heavy barbell, you and I will be tight forever, man. If, yeah. uh, if we come back and it's a bunch of body weight stuff. <laughs> or, or if that if that GHD also involves a med ball while you're doing them, um, we'll, we'll have issues. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm sorry, Bob. No, go ahead, Justin. No, I, I, I was gonna say, I, I, um, you guys either got to all my questions or I got to all my questions. So, you know, I don't know if you were gonna say something there. Nothing again, nothing important. Uh, you know, I was gonna say we're, we're kind of coming up on an hour here, and Adrian's been kind enough to, you know, take a time out of his Sunday. I'm sure he's got to go figure out how he's, uh, you know going to judge next week who who are the the um oh it's all the pan checks right are yeah you, it's gonna be cool yeah uh, we got all three of them right. coming in which is amazing i mean like those guys are just i don't know what is going on in that family but uh it's pretty cool to see we had saxon out to uh, help us test last year for the for the games mm-hmm. i i mean he's one of those kids it's like man you got to put him in a laboratory like there's something going on there that uh I don't know, like on a cellular level, like you got to look under the hood. It's pretty crazy. I, I have not seen too many people that can redline as hard as he can totally just bury himself. And then two minutes later, it's like it never happened. It's, it's crazy. You know, I just I, don't, and, I can't get my head around it. And some of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, too. Totally. Like they've been in my gym multiple times and it they're just they're, they're a good family. Yeah. A bunch of dudes for sure. Absolutely. Who's um, I, I don't know if you can answer this question. Um, who's your pick to win the men's side this year with no Frazier? Ooh, that's a tough call, man. I really like Medeiros. I mean, I don't know if he's still a little bit too raw. Um, you know, he's so young and he's obviously got the the potential, but I don't know if he's got the competition maturity to to pull it off through a whole you know season. But man, he he looks like he's got the goods. Um, yeah, he, he, I I I say he's probably my number one. I think he's right uh, he's in that sweet spot. You know what I mean? He's like he's young enough. He's he's done it long enough. He's good enough. You know, there's enough of a shakeup in the season that I think it it could favor him. So yeah, we'll see. Question along the you mentioned uh, Medeiros, who who like totally like crushed that announcement. Yeah. 
contrast, like Sam Quant was like chewing gum, hang, uh, like, and he openly was just like, look, I don't got a peak now. I got yeah. a peak. And I know people are like, Jesus, the army guys beat him, you know, whatever. Like, did that go, like, well, f- first thing, I mean, that army dude was a stud. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. Was, <laughs> that guy was an animal. <laughs> but like, there's like, does Dave look at that and be like, Hey, we had you here. Like you were picked to be one of the, you know, whatever, like, I understand you're not looking to peak now, but maybe like lose the gum and get after it a little bit for the, or, or does he not care at all? Like you see the whole spectrum, like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think like Dave wants a good show, you know, like I, I yeah. can't speak for him in that regard, but yeah, I mean, I think he definitely wants people to like take it seriously and, and do that. Yeah. Um, but it's hard, you know, like, especially a guy like Sam Quant, who, I mean, you see him totally putting the hammer down. It looks the same. He's still chewing yeah. gum. And like, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's hard to say sometimes like as casual know, as it looks he still destroyed yeah. me and like right know, right yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> well I, I mean kind of on that I, I think the most impressive performance wasn't from Medeiros it was from Captain Rachel right oh yeah she was I mean, she on did fire. It 10 30 and and yeah. walking around like yep. you know you know 80 percent of it right I mean yeah she was impressive yeah, that whole crew. You know, it's funny. We did that. Rory and I did the workout afterwards with another one of their guys and a couple other people who wanted to jump in. I think there was five of us that did it. And uh, even even the guy that was just there with them, um, he was an animal, too. I mean, he just destroyed it. What was your time? Uh, 1752 this year. So what was I'm Rory's time? What's that? What was Rory's time? Uh, he was 16... Almost seven to just just sub seventeen, so he got me by almost a minute or just over a minute, maybe. Is that faster or slower than your last time? It was both faster for both of us. Yeah, he didn't finish in twenty seventeen, so there you go. He he had wow. huge improvement. Yeah, yeah, Adrian. Um, are you surprised how fast some of the athlete have athletes have progressed? I mean, oh. you could probably go back to the first year of games and people struggling snatching. 135 and, and now you got guys hitting 300 girls over 200 i mean does it surprise you how quick people kind of got it together and got good at these exercises oh yeah absolutely i mean i think there's a couple things going on there you know like you have the, the banister effect where like once somebody does it everybody's like oh yeah well that's just what you do so you do i think that's a big part of it and then i also think that you know as you get a broader uh, kind of adoption of the sport. You have people that would have been amazing athletes in other avenues that are channeling that into CrossFit. You know, they would have been an incredible track athlete or whatever, but they decided to do this instead. Um, so yeah, I think I think there's a couple of things going on there, but it, it does. It absolutely blows my mind. You know, you see people, especially like the some of the younger divisions, and you know, some of these kids that are coming out. Like there was that that. Uh, I, I, can't remember his name, which is terrible, but uh, that the kid from Brazil a couple of years ago, who I mean, he was snatched two seventy five in the sixteen year old division. It was uh, it's crazy, you know. Yeah, yeah, that is that is crazy. You know, it's kind of interesting. You don't really see, you haven't really seen a lot of the teenagers progress into the to the pros, right? And you you would have think that, you would think that there would have been enough time between then yeah. and now. For that to happen, but you really you've only seen um Haley. Yeah, Haley's trying to prove you wrong on that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, seen Haley, and then that that other girl though that she can was around the same age as her. 
Um, she made the games last year too. Not like the the uh, not the final five, but like oh, stage one though. Yeah. yeah. What was her name? But but that's kind of it though, right? I mean, you haven't really seen a lot of the, you haven't seen any on the guy side. Yeah. Um, why, yeah, but why? just wait 15 years from now when they're 35 yeah, yeah, <laughs> and they yeah. come back, they've done, they've done all their stuff. And they're like, yeah, I used to be a CrossFitter back in the day. It's like us now we're old. Oh yeah. I used to be an athlete back in college. I'm going to take up this CrossFit thing again, you know? So just wait till they come back yeah. in the master's division. Of course, well, masters will probably be like, you only have to be 28 to be a master's by then. But <laughs> why do you think though, Adrian, I'd, I'd be interested on your point of view on this. Like what, why do you think yeah. that the, the teens aren't really progressing? Or that's a great question. That's even really a viable path. Yeah, I have no idea. I think that there's, I mean, I, I I was never at a level like that in anything in my life at that age to pretend that I know what it's like to be that disciplined and that focused on a singular outcome. Um, so I don't know, but I, I will say from my experience being a younger person that it's like, man, stuff comes up and you change your focus. And uh, so I don't know, like, I don't know how much of that is just like life changes and yeah. You're at such a crossroads at that point in your life anyway, that you get swept up in something else and, you know, school takes over or whatever you, you start working. I, mean, I, I don't know. Um, I, I think that's a part of it. And then I also think that we're still at this interesting point in the sport where, yeah, you got some of these young people that have been doing it and building up, but they're still going against some of these animals in the sport that have been cleaning out those divisions for years, you know, and so there's still a gap. You know, I think there's still a pretty significant gap from a competitor like Patrick Vellner, for example, who's amazing and still pretty young, all things considered. Um, there's still going to take some time for a hotshot 17-year-old coming up to try to match that. So, yeah, I'm not really sure. Yeah, Bob, I think it's really hard for like a teen to go from being one of the best in their division. And then when they get moved up to the big boy class, all of a sudden they're kind of at the bottom. And it's a hard yeah. pill to swallow anyways. And being 18. And the young, you know, young kid, it's a, it's a, it's a lot to take on. All of a sudden you've gone from being number one or whatever. And now you're like the bottom of the barrel. And it's, it's not easy for a lot of people to mentally take that on. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, you see it in the master's division a lot too, right? Like a lot of guys and ladies will take off their, their nine year or their four year, right? Before yeah. they age up into that next age bracket, because it's like, you know, why do they want, like, why do they want to go get their asses kicked against people that are four years younger than them and feel shitty, right? Like just get ready for the age up. Right. Right. I think I thought about it. I think also there's like a cyclical nature to sport in general. I remember like my fourth year at the games, I felt like I was, I, I didn't think I could make it through the season, but then I thought about like high school is four years of sports. College is four years of sports. So you're always looking for this, like I made it through, but in CrossFit, there's no end. Like you can do it until you're 65, 70, whatever now. But I feel like our bodies are, or our society or whatever, we're kind of trained for that, like, you know, roughly four year transition as we go through things. So I know for me, it was sort of like a, when someone said like, well, this is your fourth year at it. And you've always done things like super hard for four years. It was like, aha, yes. Okay. We have to think about this differently now, but, um, you know, it just changes it. Yeah. Well, cool. We're coming up on an hour. It's an hour. Uh, unless anybody has something. That's left. it. You guys, you guys punch out in 60 minutes. It's like, well, we, 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 you know, we, started, we, have, we have a bunch of fans in Guatemala and, you know, I don't know if they have to you know, go back to work or something. 
no one, no one really wants to listen to us more than an hour. Buzz. I got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rare. But it, yeah. it, it should be known, though. I mean, we are the number one show. Number one sports podcast. <laughs> fitness podcast in Guatemala. So yeah, that's awesome, tomorrow, man. Tomorrow you might get like a whole bunch of new Instagram followers from Guatemala, and you'll know why. It's I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, hey, there's only there's only one number one, right? You guys exactly. are it. Right. <laughs> we worked we worked hard for that. I mean, it, there's it, also probably only one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll I'll tell you. So we had two downloads in Guatemala last week. So that tells you how much it takes to become number one. Awesome. So just just have more than one, I guess, and you're you're the top, right? You, you be careful with those stats, man. Somebody's gonna slide in and get three. Exactly. Oh, what are you giving out the info, Bob? Jeez. Yeah, exactly. Not if we keep pumping them up, man. I mean, there's it's a loyal following in Guatemala. <laughs> yeah. I might get you that third viewer. You never know. It's possible. Wait. Yeah, we didn't we didn't have a guest last week, so this is gonna bump us up for sure. Yeah, oh yeah. Right. This will be big. And uh, we'd love to have you back too afterwards at, uh, when we go into the AGOQ. That'll be interesting. Yeah, that'd be fun. And uh, hey, good luck with your training, guys. I, I can't wait to see what, uh, what you guys can get after out there. Cool, cool. man. Thanks, Thank you, guys. I got to go. I got a, a teenager coming to do 21.2 right now. Oh, um, enjoy. Yeah. enjoy <laughs> I get I got the a 54-year-old that I'm trying to get through it. His nice. goal is to finish. So I'm going to go next door and do the same thing right now. Right on. Well, enjoy your Sunday, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.